for Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is that Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart, Luke 2.19. We want to thank our sponsor, Home Instead Senior Care. They provide trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. Well, I am so excited about today's show. I just want to welcome all you who are listening in, especially if you found this because of a past experience you've had. You are in for a blessing. So, Welcome to the show, Sarah Van Hook. Hello. Hi, Sarah. I just want to tell you, I think you're so create, courageous. and ch- I know from my own experience, when I still, when I talk about my past, especially in particular the abortion, I find that Satan really comes after me and attacks me beforehand, and I get a lot of stress and foggy brain and I I actually have done it so much now I recognize what's going on but I do know from my own experience that when you talk about hard traumatic experiences in your past it's very difficult and so I just want to start there and tell you how excited I am about your courage thank you Okay, so I'm going to give a quick bio so that so that our guests, our listening friends, will know how excited I am about you. So here's I'm going to start with this because to me the real story of Sarah's life is in what she's done with her experiences, some of which were very traumatizing. So you started college at 28 as a working single mom. You got your BA in psychology and worked at an inpatient psychiatric hospital. Then you started your master's at 34, earned a double master's degree. I mean, you're just so impressive to me. You have one in clinical mental health and one in marriage and family therapy. You got licensed. You went to work at a mental health hospital working with children and adolescents. And then here recently, you switched to geriatric patients at a different hospital. So you're getting even more well-rounded all the time. I, I yeah. love your story. As I was, I didn't even share, you wrote, you sent me so many things that I could choose from. I wanted to give people a sense of how you've taken that traumatic experience in your childhood and brought it forward to be this great, compassionate gift. You're so well equipped to have a therapeutic conversation with, with kids who, who are experiencing trauma, especially any kind of sexual abuse or sexual molestation. I got to tell you, I read your mother's fabulous book and I still feel 
I may not use the right words. So I want you to correct me if I say the things that are wrong. I'm, I tend to be politically incorrect by accident, Sarah. <laughs> okay. It's okay. And I'll give a, you some grace. And you're about to start your doctorate. So you're like this champion educated woman. And, um, and I feel like, yes, just, just, just tell me what I need to know so that going into the future, I talk about this in the way that I should. That's very compassionate and empathetic to people. Okay. So that's one favor. So I want to begin by just sharing a few other things. Well, like, like, I don't know which of you, you have so much stuff in your history. Where would you like to begin? Would you like for me just to ask you really specific questions or would you like, do you know what you want to tell first? No, I mean, feel free to just ask me whatever. Okay. Okay. So let me review a little bit because here's why people who are listening, if you're listening in, we're so glad you're with us today. You're in for a treat. Sarah's story includes having a sexual abuse molestation as a young girl, a 10 year old. And then, um, all that came out of that, including having her mother address it and then later write a book about that experience, which you can find Deb Butterfield's interview on my website. So I hope you'll look for that if you're experiencing this yourself right now. And then by her 14th birthday, she was in foster care. She had a pregnancy at 14 years old and put that baby up for adoption at uh, 19, she she had another pregnancy and, and gave birth to her beautiful son, who has just recently finished high school. So there's so much in your background, the foster care, the pregnancies, and then rebuilding your relationship with your mom after what happened in your home. Um, there's so much there. I don't even know where to begin, Sarah. But would you start by offering comfort to mothers and daughters who might be, well, first of all, what would you say to a young girl who's going through some similar situation? Well, I mean, I think the most important thing to remember is that in the moment, you know, it's a very, very hard experience, obviously. But um, we, I think a, a lot of what people forget is that we have control over how much we let it define our life, you know? So, you know, to say, you know, staying positive and praying and just, you know, asking God for healing for everyone involved um, and, you know, the strength to to come out of it, you know, a stronger person, you know, praying for resiliency to get through that situation. But, you know, being positive about the outcome that you want to see happen. So I think it's really easy to get weighed down in the negative and you know, it's, it's easy to focus on the negative and it's so much harder to focus on the positive, but, you know, having that ability to challenge that negative thinking and being like, okay, I I can get through this. Like right now, this is really, it sucks, you know, but I can, I can get through this. I can move forward from this. To me, the greatest thing in that whole scenario, like I'm thinking about calling this podcast darkness the sexual abuse of a child to me the fury that goes with it it just makes me furious when I think about what you had to endure so this is a gentleman who I say gentleman that's the wrong word a perpetrator who essentially set your mom up and married her he he was in the church he was uh an elder in the church Mm -hmm. and then did he 
he must have groomed you because that is pretty typical. Um, and then he began coming to your room in the darkness or how did, how did that work and how did you feel about it? No, um, actually I think what's really scary about my particular situation is that he was so good about doing things in front of other people and nobody even realizing what he was doing. Wow. Um, so like he never came to my room at night. Um, but there was a lot of things that he would do just very, very subtle, but obviously a blatant disregard for my personal boundaries and for my body. Um, but he was really good at doing it so subtly that no one else really noticed what he was doing when he did it. Well, in case anybody's listening and you haven't heard Deb Butterfield's version of the story, I want you to know Sarah's mom is she is military. She's a veteran. I mean, this is a strong woman and it's her family and her life that this happened in. So it wasn't like Sarah was in a home where the mom wasn't paying attention. These uh, situations, if you find yourself in this situation, you may need to forgive yourself, but also realize these perpetrators are really devious and manipulative. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Sarah, did you feel like, like, how did you know you weren't comfortable with what was happening? Cause your mom gives you credit. Like your mom says, I found out about this because my brave daughter had the courage to speak up. So how did you, how did you know what was happening? Wasn't right. I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't really know. I think it was just something I really felt in my core, you know, like that very uncomfortable feeling and, you know, just feeling very, um, like taken advantage of and feeling like my, my body, you know, what was happening was an experience I didn't like. And so I just kind of felt like, well, I don't like how this makes me feel. So it feels wrong, you know? And Mm -hmm. I, I think that's the best way I could explain it. But it went on for a while. So it took you a while to get your courage yeah. up to begin to speak out. Was it two years or almost three that he was taking it advantage was, of you? It was almost three. And I don't remember, you know, I'm sure there was grooming that happened, but you know, I was really young. I don't yeah, I don't remember those particular things, but when it was like the actual abuse started where, you know, he was actually molesting me and touching me was when I was ten. And, um, I told my mom and this went on for almost three years. I told my mom shortly before my 13th birthday. Well, we're going to have to take a break here in just a second. I want to tell you if you're driving and listening in and you found this because something's going on in your house and you just are overwhelmed. Like you don't know what to do. We keep talking about this and Sarah's going to give us some great thoughts about it. We're going to do a whole nother podcast. She's going to share a lot of great information because she's trained in this now and has done it for a living. I mean, this, I brought you the right guest today to talk about this. So, um, 
Don't forget, you can find all the information at Kathy Crafty, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. You can get our blog there. I hope you'll sign up for it. What I don't want you to do is start writing down information in your car if you're driving. You can pick all that up on a quick search on the Internet and find Sarah and I and our interview and all the hyperlinks. So and all this great information she's going to be sharing with us. Sarah, when we come back, I'm going to ask you some more questions about that initial shock and how you were able to be so strong. And then like the foster care and some of those things that came as a result of this one man's um, manipulative and took advantage of you. And still all the while he's in the church. And it just makes me crazy when I think about it. So we're going to be right back. This is Truth with a Texas Twang, and we really want you to stay with us. Sarah has got so much great stuff to share. Stay with us. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More Truth with a Texas Twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door. And the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Crafty, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang, spoken here. My parents are getting older, and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, welcome back. We're talking to Sarah Van Hook, and she is an amazing pediatric therapist uh, and now she's moved to geriatric. So you've scanned the whole age group of, of humans, haven't you, Sarah? Um, yeah. 
I know. It's pretty impressive, honestly. I, I just feel so honored to get to interview you. Now, when you sent me your story, I was really touched by how much you shared with me, uh, so many details. And I didn't bring those into the first part of this, seg- this podcast segment because I want you to get to tell people how that happened. So I want to begin with, uh, I want to begin with this. So that was around your 13th birthday, and I know your mother shared some of that with me about the uh, attempt to commit suicide, that that really got her attention, and she began to change, switch gears then. But I know you ended up in foster care as well. And so will you talk to me a little bit about how that looked for you and what came out of that? Yeah, um, so kind of what led to that was, I started having a lot of a lot of acting out behavior. Um, I was skipping a lot of school. I was running away constantly, um, getting into trouble like with drugs and that kind of stuff. Um, so just started to have a lot of acting out behavior, and so the system then got involved, and they thought it was best for me to be in foster care because I absolutely did not want to be in the home. Um, and at that point, my stepdad wasn't there, but there was so, there was a, I had a lot of anger towards my mom at the time. Um, yeah. I want to mention that yeah. he went to jail. Like she talks about yeah. seeing him in his, you know, jail, the orange suit. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, he wasn't in the home anymore, but there was all this fallout because everything was exploded yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah, so there, I mean, there was a lot of anger that I think even at that point, I didn't really quite understand why I was so angry at my mom. But, um, you know, as I got older, I I became more aware of that. But so a lot of acting out behavior. So the system got involved and decided it was best that I went into foster care. So I was in foster care pretty much from 13 um, up to 18. And early on, there was some like, trial placement back in the home with my mom to see how things went and it just each time that happened it never worked out and then eventually at 15 I then stayed consistently in foster care until I turned 18 and aged out of the system and and you said at 18 you and your mother began to work on healing your relationship so that's such a positive Mm -hmm. thing in fact y'all told me that you'll come back on the show together and I don't usually do multiple shows with the same guest, but on your case, I would make an exception. Um, one thing I did when I was a teenager is I really acted out, but I, cause my dad was an alcoholic. He was a doctor and, and nobody knew it. Of course. In fact, back then we just called it social mm-hmm. drinking, but, um, yeah, I know times have changed. Thank goodness. But, yeah. <laughs> but I acted out as a result of that. And I directed my anger at my mom cause she, now I know looking back, I know I did that because she was the safe parent. So I sometimes counsel parents not to take kids anger at face value. They may be directing their anger at you because you're the safe parent. Now, I don't know if that was your experience or not, but I, I throw that out there in case anyone's listening. That's another might be another way to process. If you have a child who's very angry, Sarah, I mean, you had reason to be pissed. <laughs> you just did. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't use that word very lightly, especially I'm supposed to be a Christian podcaster, you know, so you might want to cover your ears. But 
Honestly, <laughs> it just pisses me off when I think about this experience where a young girl's innocence is robbed. She's robbed of it. I've had friends that have shared, so many friends have shared that they were essentially raped. And they they didn't know that was the word for it, you know? And, and yeah. so... I know you've had a ton of experience as a therapist listening to other people's stories as well. Is that why you decided it was time to come forward and just start talking about this so openly? Um, I I think for myself, I mean, I was in therapy for a long time. um, And then I went back to therapy actually when I was in graduate school. um, Because during graduate school, I kind of like realized, okay, Maybe there's some things I haven't quite worked through as well as I thought I had. Yeah. Um, so I went back to therapy and, you know, continued to work on those things. Um, but I, I think that it's just a lot of it, too, is just learning more self-awareness about myself and just getting to know myself more as I've gotten older. Um, so I think that's a lot of it too, is don't just think, really learning more about myself. <laughs> don't you think your perspective changes? Like as a little girl, you didn't know somebody was robbing you of your innocence right, and that you, right. and you didn't know till you, you know, you don't know till you're an adult that now your whole rest of your life is going to have mm-hmm. that is going to be colored by those early experiences that you didn't even understand. So to me, there's just a lot to unpack there. Um, yeah. Like my my friends that don't know how to process it and don't use the right words to describe what happened to them because it's so it's so blunt that they're afraid mm-hmm. to say I was sexually molested, sexually assaulted, raped, whatever their experience was. They don't want to use those words on that perpetrator because they might it might be a relative, somebody they actually loved as a little kid. Mm-hmm. So there's so much there. Um, if when you hear other girls talking about it in your counseling sessions, do you ha- do you have many children that come to you with this kind of an issue? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, when I was um, I mostly saw female adolescents primarily in my previous job. Um, yeah, and so there was a lot of them that had abuse history. Um, a lot of them had you know sexual abuse past or rape in the past. So, yeah, I mean, I, I've heard a lot, a lot of stories for sure. So when, so when you think about that, what do you tell the moms? Like if you could, I don't know that you get to cross counsel, but if you had a chance to talk to a mother, say some mom has found this podcast or a teenager who's like 13 or 14 is listening in, what kind of counsel or advice would you give them? Well, I would say as far as the I don't I hate the word victim but I mean that's the best way I can describe it at the moment but you know I would say the person that's been abused um you know definitely getting into therapy as soon as possible for sure um yeah and then for the mom as well to have therapy and then therapy together family therapy as well so each of them to have individual treatment so they can process their own individual stuff but then family therapy together to process that and how that's affected their relationship. You know, what's so great. Uh, Judge Carol Clark came on the show and she talked about trauma informed care and how it was breaking the bondage of families that had had recurring traumatic, like even a sexual kind of abuse or drugs or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Because those traumas, when you don't deal with them, they begin to change your blood chemistry. I mean, your brain chemistry, even. You, you pro- I'm sure you know the words for this. I don't have a clue. But I think it's interesting that those brain changes can also be healed. And I love it that God is able and does create our bodies to respond to the right input. That kind of amazes me. So I'm going to read this quote uh, from you because I think this is huge. After having my son, I was still really struggling with healing and came to the realization that my life can never change if I kept blaming everyone else. This was a huge turning point for me, and I've been moving forward ever since. I mean, amen. Have you ever been moving forward, girl? <laughs> you are you are like hope for the future to me. I, I'm so impressed with what you've been able to accomplish. Thank you. So when you say, because you use the word victim, I'm going to use this phrase, momentary victim. You are definitely not a victim anymore, no doubt. You are a conqueror victorious, amazing. I consider you a champion, a warrior woman. Like you're going to battle for other women now. That's how strong you are. Adolescent teenage girls. I mean, I love it that you spent so much of your career doing that. And now you're going to be switching to the old people like me with dementia. So thank you for that. (laughs) Okay. So when you say not blaming everyone else, what do you mean by that? Because he was at fault. Yes. So I think what I mean by that is that what happened to me, yes, is most definitely his fault. And I didn't have control over that situation at the time. I mean, I was a child. So, and especially with sexual abuse, I mean, a lot of other trauma too, but you tend to be, you know, you blame yourself for what's happened and you take a lot of that out on yourself. But so the the sexual abuse itself was not my fault. And yes, I absolutely 100% blame him for that. But I, I mean, I was making such poor choices. Like I said, acting out, I was, you know, still, even after I turned 18, you know, like still using drugs here and there and, um, you know, struggling with promiscuity and those kinds of things. And I got to the point where I was like, okay, yes, this happened to me and this was his fault. But I'm allowing him to continue, like, continuing to control my life in that aspect. I'm giving him all of this power over my life, even though he's not around anymore. So, for me, it was about, oh, sorry. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, I'm going to run out of time. So, I want to tell people what to expect in the other podcast. We're going to do another one, and I think I'm going to call it Darkness. No, sorry, that was the one of this one. Uh, The other one I'm going to call pushing back the darkness and so uh, rebuilding families after sexual abuse. So I want to say that because when I'm going to ask her about the resulting self-loathing that follows sexual abuse and how you become this victorious champion woman, you know, so full of confidence that she's able to put herself out there for other people. Sarah, you amaze me. We've got 30 seconds Just uh, give me one quick thought, and then I'm going to close the show. Okay. So, yeah, I think it's about taking back your own power in your life. It's the the main trigger to, you know, improving things and moving forward from that is taking back your power. 
I love it that you're not a victim. I love that, that you're a champion. So that is great advice. And we're going to talk some more about that on the other podcast. Be sure and look for that. You can find all our stuff at kathycraffy.com. Truth with a Texas twang. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week. Oh, Got in.